the astrology for 2024 is super powerful. And in this episode, I'm breaking down how you can use it for your business. Hi, hello, welcome or welcome back to the Strategic Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Blue, and I'm a business astrologer helping you to use your birth chart to grow and scale your business. I am so excited to be back. It's a new year and fresh new energy for the podcast. So especially if you are a returning listener, I want to thank you so much for sticking around, subscribing, listening, doing all the things and being ever so patient as I, you know, am just doing my thing. Sometimes we all just need a little break and between life stuff happening, I definitely needed um, to step away from the podcast, but I'm back and I can't wait to get out all this new content for you. And I wanted to start off the new year, the new season, the, the first episode of the podcast for this year period with an overview of the astrology of 2024. I'm really excited about this because I'm definitely getting more comfortable with fully claiming my business astrologer title. And a lot of that work actually entails looking at transits, interpreting it, and helping business owners to actually use that energy to their benefit in their business. So today we're going to go over some of the major transits that are happening this year in 2024. And I'm going to break down how you can kind of peek into your own chart, see how it's going to be affecting you personally, and then most importantly, how to use this energy in specific ways in your business so that you can grow and scale using the support of the cosmos, because that's what business astrology is all about. So definitely make sure that you take notes with this episode and check out the corresponding show notes and the blog post, because this breaks down everything that I will be talking about in this episode and you'll have a reference to be able to go back to because this is definitely going to be a very information heavy episode. All right, those are all my disclaimers out of the way. Let's get into it. At the beginning of the year, there's always like this fresh energy around claiming a word or a mantra to dig into what you want this year to be. And I feel like 2024's year looking at the astrology is renewal. 2023 was pretty much a rough year for everybody that I know. I don't know about you, but it was definitely not the year that a lot of us intended for it to be. And so I think going into this year, there's like a cautious optimism in that many of us want this year to be definitely better than 2023. But we're still, you know, healing from a lot of the, let's say, challenges that have arisen over the last few years. Um, And that's both collectively and in your own individual lives as well. I know for me, there's definitely been this energy of needing a fresh start because this last cycle that we've been in has not been it for, for me personally. In 2023 was definitely a year that had a very rocky start for me. The first half of the year, I would say I was very much in like a depression, still very much healing from decisions and challenges that I faced in my personal life in 2022. 
that kind of erupted and like got bigger. So a lot of the first half of 2023 for me was recovering from that. And then the second half is where a lot of that momentum really started building. I got out of that depression. I got a day job that I actually really enjoy and really like and that I can utilize to support me in doing this work that I really want to be doing. And so going into 2024 with that in mind, it feels very much like this energy of like renewal. It's a fresh start in numerology. It's an eight year and the number eight is ruled by Saturn, right? So we have a lot of energy around like building the foundations and like creating space to move forward in the ways that we want to. Um, 2024 feels very much aligned to that versus repeating the patterns and holding on to the repercussions of years past. So if that's something that resonates for you, then there's definitely that sense of renewal and fresh start energy that can be really supportive for you and your business this year as well. There's also a really particular focus on the cardinal signs, particularly Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. So with this theme of renewal, right, we're continuing this with this cardinal energy. And the cardinal modality, there are three modalities in astrology. There's cardinal, fixed, and mutable. So with a focus on cardinal energy, this is the modality of the self-starter, of initiation, of leadership, right? And so we can utilize all of this in really interesting ways. With these major transits, there's really supportive energy around not just literally creating something new, but maybe having a fresh idea or a fresh perspective on older ideas, on foundational ideas that you've already created and built up in your business. How can you use the energy and the particular transits that we're going to be talking about in today's episode to support you in viewing these projects, these aspects of your business in in new ways, with fresh eyes, with a perspective that maybe you didn't have prior because the idea just didn't come to you or what have you. The point being, with renewal, with cardinal energy, there's so much support around just starting fresh and letting go of really truly what no longer serves you. If an idea just like didn't pan out in 2023 for you, there's no reason to carry it into 2024. Like you can choose to release it. And that is one thing I do want to hammer home before we really get into this episode is that with all of the transits, right, it doesn't matter how supportive the astrology is. At the end of the day, we all have free will. We all have the freedom to make the choice of whether or not we are going to move forward and to adopt, you know, what it is the astrology or the transits are saying. And so I want to encourage you to do that, to make the decision right now in this very moment as I'm speaking that you are going to use this energy for your greatest and highest good. And that, you know, I don't believe in fear mongering astrology. And even though I will personally never tell you that the astrology is bad or a transit is bad or just like doom and gloom all over what's going on in the cosmos, it also doesn't matter if you don't believe that you can do this. And so make the decision right now that this is going to be the year, regardless of what the astrology says, 
that you are going to accomplish the things that you're setting out to do. And that's how you begin to embody the astrology of 2024. All right, so let's get into specifically some major transits that are going to be happening and how you can use this energy for your business. And very quickly, for those of you that are listening there, maybe like blue was a transit. (laughs) Not a silly question at all. So a transit, let me back up, right? So you have your birth chart, right? Your birth chart, think of it as a snapshot of where all the planets were at the moment of your birth. Your birth chart is always going to be like the foundation within astrology. It's always like that, that needle chart that you go back to and that you can always rely on, right? But the thing about your birth chart is that the planets aren't stuck in time. They don't remain in those positions. They are moving every single day. And so transits are like the weather reports of astrology. It's taking into account where are the planets and the stars right now? Where are they located? What's their relationship to each other? What what are they saying? And interpreting that in different ways. So most commonly you have, you can look at a transit, right? The current state of a particular planet or planets in the sky. You can compare them to where the planets were at the moment of your birth in your birth chart, right? And that's how you get a horoscope. That's how you get a transit report. That's how you begin to interpret, okay, like this is what this transit means for me. And so transits also happen to everyone because again, the the planets are always, they're constantly moving. They're always moving. And so when I mention these transits, these are states of the planets that are happening for everybody. So it doesn't matter what your particular placement or your particular sign is, the planet's still going to be moving in this in this sign. But what's important is the interpretation and how this transit will affect you will differ depending on your personal placements. I hope that really makes sense. If you want to dig deeper into this, I definitely have blog posts that dive into astrology foundations, breaking down like what is a sign, what is a planet, what is an aspect. Those are going to be so helpful for you if you're just starting out with astrology and really want to understand the language and begin to do your own very foundational interpretations. Because these are general transits and they are going to be affecting everybody differently depending on your personal placements and like where they are in your chart etc etc these are very generalized so they may hit they may resonate right especially if you have that particular planet in that sign that that's happening in the transit it's going to resonate for you a lot more than somebody that doesn't however I want to encourage you to work with a professional astrologer if you really want to dig into you know, how is this going to affect me specifically? And so if you want to work with me, definitely make sure that you head to the show notes and check out how we can work together. Disclaimers out of the way, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, the main transits that are happening in 2024 and how you can use it for your business. So the very first transit that is happening that we got to talk about is Pluto in Aquarius. Even if you're not like super into astrology you're not a professional astrologer yourself you've probably been hearing about this because it's a big freaking deal okay so when you have like the outer planets pretty much like jupiter jupiter saturn neptune uranus and pluto they move very slowly very very slowly in the sky and so when 
whenever there is an ingress, whenever there, uh, these planets in particular are changing signs, it's a big freaking deal. And because Pluto is the planet that is farthest away from us, it moves the absolute slowest. It Pluto spends usually like 20 years in a sign. So when it changes signs, it's a very big deal. Pluto is also a generational planet. It's not a planet that I work closely with because I am a traditional whole sign house astrologer. So I particularly work with the sun through Saturn when I'm doing my work with clients. However, this this is too big of an event not to take note of. So we got to talk about it. It's the biggest transit I think of not just 2024 but over the next 20 years because like I said Pluto spends 20 years in a sign so this is really speaking to the energy of longevity of legacy and just overall like the actions that we are committing to now how will they affect us over the next few decades so Pluto is moving into Aquarius on January 21st at 12.51 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So for a lot of people, this is like the superstar show transit of 2024. This is a really big deal transit, especially for business owners to take note of because this is a time to center the ways that we can help the collective. So let's break this down. Pluto as a planet, it speaks to generational change right it speaks to big shifting that is happening for not just the individual but the collective and then we have the sign it's moving into Aquarius Aquarius the water bearer the humanitarian right it is the last air sign so it is very into ideas but not just like ideas in a selfish way again like How is this going to better the collective? How can I use my gifts, my skills to create a greater good that will impact myself, my community, everyone around me? So this transit, we're moving from where Pluto is currently in Capricorn. It's been in Capricorn since about like 2008. Moving into Aquarius. It's a big freaking deal. Under Pluto in Capricorn, there's been a lot of exposing. Uh, Pluto transits often do this, right? Exposing of corruption, greed, the shadow side of Capricorn and the ways that the chasing for material goods, for personal status and gain, how that can really impact the collective. Under Pluto and Capricorn, we've seen major critiques, major unearthings, um, and illuminations of truth when it comes to how the people are not being cared for. And this has applied like within politics and also on a professional level with even within like the coaching industry, for example, I think is a great example of how Pluto and Capricorn has really affected people. So within Pluto and Capricorn, we've had the coaching industry and like working for yourself online and building an online service-based business really just like explode, right? People really realizing that they can do this and that it's a viable way to help people. However, there's also been a lot of challenging to this idea of like what it means to create wealth, to create 
sustainability for yourself and others and even like a critique on like how that impacts other people from the level of like how do individuals run their business how do you run them in a way that is both like supportive of the personal like financial goals that you want to have as well as it in an ethical way that is in alignment with your values can that actually be done um and how so and these questions were raised within pluto and capricorn especially as major political um and social justice events have occurred there's been a widening gap between how to do that and like is that actually the correct path to go along and so under this transit that gap has been widening and widening to the point that where we're at right now at the time of this recording people are craving a change it's not enough anymore to necessarily make a certain amount of money and just like remain complacent there Pluto and Aquarius, we're going to see a major disruption in how wealth is amassed, how it's valued, and also how it's utilized. And it's no longer enough to just say, like, for example, I want to be wealthy. Now it's like, one, how can wealth be categorized, right? Can wealth be not just an amassing of like financial status and privilege, but can this also look like a great utilization of creativity, right? of non-material goods, services, things of value. What is value? And how can we use the resources that we have as business owners and the privilege and the power that we have as business owners to use them in ways that are going to support the people around us and within our communities? We're already seeing a lot of Pluto and Aquarius themes rise up. One of the astrologers that I really personally enjoy and I think you should all check out, um, Tarot by Bronx, has been talking so much about how Pluto and Aquarius is going to bring the fall of like celebrity culture, right? We're already seeing this with all of the exposure to the ways that celebrities are that have amassed wealth and privilege but also how a lot of them just like aren't good people they're being called out for it they're being exposed and people are no longer like here to worship celebrities here to worship those with power just because they have said power it's really like okay what are you actually doing with it and like what is the karma what is the consequence of the way that you've been treating these resources, treating me, treating the people. Are you in alignment with what you say your values are? And if you are, you aren't, there's going to be a corresponding consequence to that. We've also been seeing, you know, a rise in social justice issues um, being pushed to the forefront. And it's no longer just like this on the fringes thing. It's really become like, you have to put your money where your mouth is, literally and figuratively, right? Are you here for the collective? Are you here for the betterment of people? And Aquarius is really the sign to take charge of this. Aquarius is the futurist. It is not just thinking about like what is currently happening, but it's the sign that is saying like, how can we care and utilize for a better tomorrow? How can we begin to step out of the present and into the future that we want to have? And so under this transit, like I said, Pluto and Aquarius is, Pluto is going to be in Aquarius for a very long time, for the next 
20 years. So under this transit, I'm predicting that we're definitely going to see a rise of all these things coming to a head. We're going to see the fall of celebrities and people with status and instead that power is going to shift to the people. We're going to be seeing a rise in regular people <laughs> gaining fam and status for not just like doing like extraordinary things but because they are centering the collective within their means they're using their skills their gifts as regular people as influencers as business owners for the collective and that's what's going to bring fam um and i think even like the way that we collectively are defining things like fame status celebrity they're all going to shift under this transit so as a business owner this is really the time to begin to think about how your skills can be used to help other people it can start as small as what your mission statement is like what is it that you're actually here to do for business why does it matter like, why should people care? Why should people give a fuck if you're a coach or a copywriter or a website designer? Like, what is in it for them? And begin to shift away from just like, I want to do this for like the personal gain. Really bringing this into how is this serving the community? You can expand this also to like the ways that your business is structured or the ways that you are utilizing the resources that you have. So for example, like, are there community-oriented offers that you have in your business? Are there things that you can offer that is going to feel like an equitable exchange? I'm not saying like prioritize, make everything like free and lower cost for people because you think that that's what's going to help the collective. But what I am saying is like, and this is going to tie into the next transit I'm talking about, but like, can you, for example, like create content in a way that is going to support people? So like, for example, this podcast, right? could be a really good vehicle underneath Pluto and Aquarius in that transit because this is information that I'm giving out and like you're paying with your attention and the time that you're putting in to like download this podcast episode and to actually listen to it but like that is the cost and what the impact of that is going to be is that you're going to be so informed on like different ways that you can use this transit to work on projects that like maybe have been bubbling in the back of your head or something that you've been feeling an urge to do but like you aren't sure if this is the right time for it or even as just a business owner to just like better plan on what you want to do and like how the cosmos can literally support that and that's why it matters because ultimately we want to help people we want to create the things that we wish that we can see in the world and to help people become better versions of themselves. So Pluto's not going to stay in Aquarius. There's there's a lot of fear-mongering that's going on right now. People are talking about how Pluto is not going to be in Capricorn again for the rest of our lives. That is untrue. It's literally going back into Capricorn at the end of the year um, during a Pluto retrograde. So like, don't pay that any mind. But again, these themes um, that have been coming up for the last 20 years and that will be rising again in the future as we move like more forward within this transit of Pluto and Aquarius like these are things we're going to come back revisit during the retrograde and then we're going to lean more into and they're going to be done in really exciting ways all right so this is the second major transit I gotta talk about and I don't like to play favorites but this right here 
this is a transit I'm personally just looking the most forward to and that is Jupiter in Gemini look I just I have so much love for this transit I'm so excited so Jupiter is moving into Gemini after being in Taurus for the last like year right it's gonna be moving into Gemini on May 25th at 11 15 p.m eastern standard time y'all just wait for this because this is going to be like the era and I'm already seeing the excitement bubbling to the surface not just for me but like for everybody around me and I'm so here for it think of it like this this is like the transit that is the answer to the short form content fatigue that we've all collectively been having it's just like I'm tired of scrolling on my feed I'm tired of feeling this pressure to be a short form content creator I don't want to make reels I don't want to make little tiktoks or like create all of my ideas with the framework that it has to fit within like a 30 second video or a little snippet or just like a very short form like content type I want to talk about very big ideas and I want them to be supported with content types that are going to support them because I want you to get the full picture of like what's happening this transit is the answer to that so let's break this down right Jupiter is the great expander it's the benevolent teacher it is the guru if you will it is just the master of the topic and it wants to just share and it finds so much joy and revelation in sharing and like letting everybody know it's like that one friend that is like really excited about this one thing that they do as a hobby right and they just love talking about it the minute that you bring it up to them they're just like oh just you wait I have so much to say on this that's Jupiter and then being in Gemini Gemini is the chatty Kathy of the zodiac right they're the twins they're also another air sign along with Aquarius so ideas communication are very valuable for them and it's not just like amassing and like learning learning is also a really big um, Gemini theme um, because Gemini is also ruled by Mercury and Mercury is all about thinking communication ideas sharing these things not just letting them rot away in your brain but like actually putting them to use uh, personally I'm just excited for this for many reasons one Jupiter in Taurus has been happening in my 10th house of legacy and career um, so I've been feeling it. It's cute, right? But it's very quiet. Taurus is a fixed earth sign. So it's all about like the foundations of stuff. Um, and I can dig into that another time. But I'm ready to like put the things that I've learned under Jupiter and Taurus to use. And Jupiter and Gemini is going to be a really fun time for that. So why am I so excited for this transit? Because like I said, like, there has been short form fatigue that's been going on for the collective for a very long time specifically under jupiter and taurus like people are really craving really wanting just like fresh ideas new communications and not even new in the sense that like we have to reinvent the wheel but new in the sense of like can we please just get over like the the same trends that we've been seeing when it comes to the internet communication sharing ideas like can we just like bring back what actually works and like how we want to be communicated with and underneath all that communication you can really think of it in this way communication is just connection in different form I personally really enjoy 
be ideas around communication. Particularly writing and speaking are going to be huge under this transit. People are ready for the blogs. The blogging renaissance is already happening. Uh, blogging, voice notes, podcasts, YouTube style videos just like long form where can you be a chatty Kathy that's what the people want under this transit and again sharing major ideas those are going to be the major theme of this transit Uranus is also going to be moving into Gemini in 2025 this is not happening this year but it is important to take note of because everything that we're talking about right now all the themes that are going to pop up underneath Jupiter and Gemini they're going to be expanded upon when Uranus moves into Gemini in 2025. So this is going to give like a nice little preview. And again, as a business owner, make it your business to like know this so that you can prepare for it ahead of time. I really love how my mutual and fellow astrologer, Michaela Rose, writes about Uranus in Gemini in 2025 in particular on her threads. She wrote that with this transit, which will be a focused revolution on how we process information, who we seek information from, how we deem information credible, etc. I love that because that's really hitting on the nose too. It's not just about the sharing of ideas, but people are going to get definitely more critical of where they're getting their information from. So it's not just about like being the loudest or being the most confident in your ideas. It's more like Jupiter and Gemini really wants to encourage all of us to get really confident with like sharing what you know because you're already an expert. You're already an expert because like you've put in the time, energy, the thought process behind knowledge and like amassing knowledge. So like share that. And the knowledge doesn't have to be like academic. It doesn't have to be literally breaking down like what is astrology. It can literally be like just sharing information to people that both love it, want to know more about it, and maybe just don't, right? Maybe that knowledge for you is like in makeup or it's in video cameras or web design or whatever. It doesn't even need to like be with your business specifically too. This can also like be a really great transit to get into like hobbies and like hobby communication, hobby blogging, hobby like newsletter writing. But yeah, there's also, um, you know, a lot of talk with this transit around like it's going to be the transit of the cringe <laughs> and I definitely agree with that. Like there is a vulnerability that comes with like taking up space and like building authority and under this transit, like it takes a certain amount of courage to be able to put your ideas out there, especially if you're a perfectionist and somebody that like is just very critical of like yourself and the way that you share information you wish that you shared it in a different way but just know that this transit is going to reward that confidence and that creativity to just like put it out there and I would even say like the more you can embrace your cringe the more rewards you're going to have under this transit because it may feel like an expansion in like the worst way but it's more like it's an expansion outside of your comfort zone how can you expand your community by literally sharing the things that like you're passionate about and like what are they gonna say right like the people that your ideas are for and that you are for they're really gonna resonate and they're gonna eat it up they're not going to be able to get enough of it and they're going to love it even more because you're doing it in a way that is fully and authentically you versus the people that just like aren't going to resonate with you for whatever reason. Like I'm not here for people that hate astrology and think it's fake and just like don't care about it. I could care less what those people have to say about it because I love astrology. I know the power 
of using astrology to grow and scale your business. So I'm going to keep talking about it for the business owners that also see astrology in that way. See it as a powerful tool that it is, love it, respect it, and want to know more about it versus the people that are like, that's cringe. I hate that. Not for me. Okay, bye. (laughs) So like, don't be afraid to like be loud, to be confident, to take up space with your expertise because it's there for a reason. Media literacy is going to be really important underneath this transit because everybody's going to be just like yelling. Everyone's going to be sharing their ideas. And so it's going to be really important to practice discernment, cite your sources, to just like know where you're getting your information from and are those credible sources and to not maybe not take things too personally with this transit too. Like people are going to, the other side of the expansion of everybody sharing their ideas is that people are also going to share their opinions and everybody's got one, you know? So don't take it personally if you do encounter people that are like, that's stupid. Don't care for that. You look really silly sharing that. Okay. Thanks so much for your feedback and like move on. (laughs) Surround yourself with a community that is here for your ideas, Um, the communities that are here for you, the way that you're sharing things, and like can't wait for you to drop the next blog post, the next podcast episode, the next YouTube channel, whatever that is. There is going to be a Jupiter retrograde that is going to happen at the end of this year. It's going to start October 9th and it's going to go into 2025, ending February 4th. So be prepared for that. Retrogrades are really helpful because they're a time for us to just like revisit themes that have come up for us. That's all. Nothing to be fearful about. It happens to every planet. It happens every year. It happens all the time. So be prepared for that. Be prepared to revisit. Okay, maybe the idea that you got out in like the first draft version, right? A literal revision of your words, of your content, or just like taking an assessment of like, do I still believe these ideas to be true? Not being afraid to archive, delete, hide different things to update your ideas. As a business owner, how can you use this transit? Talking about a few ideas already, but really want to hammer home that this transit is going to be a fantastic time to build your expertise and thought leadership. If you've been wanting to create content to and not just short form I'm talking about like long term building a library of content to showcase your expertise and your thought leadership as the expert in your niche this is a transit to do it this is the transit to start that blog to create YouTube videos, to start your podcast, to create your library of content that is going to be evergreen, that's going to live on with or without you and that you can use to sell and build your community on autopilot. So some ideas that you you want to think about, right? Like where do you really shine? Like what are the topics? What are the themes that you can talk about all day long that you were talking about even before you started getting paid to talk about it? That, that That's where the idea is are what's the best way for you to share your ideas like what's the content type that is easiest for you to create you know is it writing is it literally voice noting talking in audio is it making videos is it taking pictures what's your relationship to fame and visibility this is echoing as well from like the pluto and aquarius transit that we just talked about but what's your relationship to like letting yourself be known for your ideas to be known as the expert and how do you want to shift that are you maybe uncomfortable with being known but like at the same time you still crave it 
You still want people to know who you are, to say your name and to like refer to you as like, yes, they are the expert in XYZ. And most importantly, the remedy to that, where can you embrace the cringe in the name of visibility? Like how can you use cringe for your greater good and to just get it out there? Even if like, here's the thing about cringe as well and using it. You may think it's super cringe to like talk about something that you're really passionate about, but again, like that's that may be like the very thing that your audience is craving and that's going to push them over the edge of like, yes, I'm going to work with them because they are unafraid or they're like visibly afraid, but they're doing it anyway. I want to work with a coach like that. I want to work with a service provider like that. It, it scares me to put myself out here like this because I don't know how it's going to be received, but I'm going to do it anyway because I know that it's going to serve me. Like, that's really freaking powerful. That's somebody that I personally would love to work with. And of course, you want to look at what house does Gemini rule in your chart and where is Jupiter in your chart for more specifics on what ideas you can utilize during this transit and what themes are going to be really prevalent for you at this time. So now we're getting into specific transits that happen every year. They just happen in different signs of the year and firstly we got to talk about eclipse season dun 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 <laughs> everybody always freaks out about eclipse season y'all none of these transits are worth freaking out about um just be prepared you know it's a weather report so this eclipse season is really interesting because we have four eclipses they're primarily occurring within the signs of aries libra and pisces so if you have major placements with this you have they're in your big three, your sun, moon, rising, or you have personal planets, or even like you have a lot of aspects to these signs, like you're going to be feeling this the most. It's going to affect everybody because we all have these signs in our chart. But so let me just give the breakdown. The first uh, eclipse that we're going to have, it's a lunar eclipse in Libra. It's going to happen on May 25th at 3.13 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Second eclipse is a solar eclipse in Aries. This is happening on April 8th at 2.18 p.m. Lunar eclipse in Pisces is happening on September 17th at 10.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then the last and final eclipse of this year is solar eclipse in Libra happening on October 2nd at 2.46 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So something interesting that I noted about all these, and I feel like honestly the eclipses need and deserve and are craving their own podcast episode. So I'll probably be doing one of those to dig deeper into the themes of this these these eclipses and this eclipse season. But something that I do want to know is that for all four eclipses what stuck out the most to me with them is that there's there's a conflict that's happening and there's major shifting that's happening between our personal life and our public persona where they meet where they diverge from each other and like where they're in conflict eclipses are really powerful because they're a swift changing in energy and they're happening involving both of the luminaries the sun and the moon major players in the sky okay like major major planets the luminaries are in a category of their own. So whenever they're involved within any kind of transit, it's a big deal, particularly within the signs of Aries, Libra, and Pisces. Big things are happening. With Aries and Libra in particular, like these are where the North Node and the South Node are uh, currently. The duality between 
public persona and personal life meeting to a head, these eclipses are really encouraging us to think about like, where can you like take more charge, more initiation in your life, particularly where Aries is in your life, um, in your chart, where can you learn to release and let go of the themes of Libra, right? Where is maybe justice meeting to a head? in your life or not even just justice but like community where can you embrace librarian where can you embrace more martian themes in your life literally it's aries is ruled by mars so like themes of like power motivation taking charge leadership strategy all useful things in business and maybe learn to release or like let themes that are within your comfort zone of Venusian themes because Libra is ruled by Venus maybe fall more secondary let yourself step more into the leadership aspect it's interesting though because Aries and Libra are both cardinal themes we talked about this at the beginning of the episode cardinal energy is a major player this year so like even though they're both ruled by very different planets both Aries and Libra are leaders in their own right so there's still this theme of like leadership but like where does this impact your personal life and also the perception that you have with being a public figure, being in the public eye as a business owner? And then with Pisces, forget about it. <laughs> I say that as a Pisces son. I, there's a lot of energy that's going around with Pisces because Pisces is going to be um, in Saturn and Neptune this year. So it's a big deal. And Pisces, mutable water sign, hates being restricted. Guess what is being restricted right now with Saturn? So there's like this challenge that Pisces is already feeling this because it can't move in the way that is natural to it. It's being called to like be a little harsher, be a little colder, to think about long-term consequences, but like not in a bad way. Literally like Saturn reward. Saturn is, here's the thing about Saturn that I think people often get misconstrued. Saturn wants to reward us. It just wants us to learn the lesson first. Jupiter is like that teacher that gives you the gold star for the effort, for just like making the attempt. Thank you. Here you go. Here's the reward. Saturn, on the other hand, is like, you should be putting in the effort anyway. I'm going to give you the reward when you earn it. And that often comes after the lesson. So like Saturn's going to be in Pisces for the next, for two years. So we're going to naturally, especially if you have major Pisces placements, you're going to feel that restriction naturally and like want to move in a way that feels natural and you just can't right now. And it's really frustrating. But like, what is that restriction teaching you about the fluidity of your movement, your adaptability, and like your ability to change as the two fishes of the zodiac and also like as a really freaking powerful sign being the final boss of the zodiac, being the literal last sign in the zodiac. How can you take all the lessons that you've learned moving through the zodiac wheel now before you can like ascend and begin a new cycle moving again to Aries which starts the zodiac cycle what is that teaching you it's something to think about especially with the lunar eclipse that's happening in Pisces in September like those themes are going to be coming to a head and the last thing I want to say about eclipses in general is that they are unpredictable like we can do all this planning around 
and predicting around these transits. But ultimately, eclipses are just like wild card energy. We're not going to really know how they're going to affect us until we're in it. So again, it's just best to be prepared. Some other transits that are happening this year that happen every year that are worth paying attention to are retrogrades. So I talked about this a little bit earlier in the episode, but retrogrades are when a planet moves backwards, it moves into the previous sign pretty much. Most people are familiar with Mercury retrograde. This happens at least three times a year, every single year in different signs. But there's also retrogrades that happen in other planets. Actually, every planet except for the sun and the moon retrograde. So these are very, very regular maintenance for the planets. They happen every single year. So they're not anything to fearmonger freak out about. But retrogrades in general are a time to revisit previous themes, to reassess, reevaluate, a lot of re-words there, but you get the idea. And then depending on the planet that is involved in the retrograde, as well as the sign that it's in, can tell you a lot about like, what themes are going to be revisiting. So to really know how retrogrades or any like major planetary transit is going to affect you, you want to see where this planet and the sign involved falls in your birth chart. But let's go through the retrogrades that are happening this year. Starting with Mercury retrograde, okay, there's three that are happening this year. They're all in fire signs. And so fire sign themes, passion, courage, confidence, these are all going to be affected, right? And again, depending on where these signs are on your chart, they're going to affect you in different ways. So the first Mercury retrograde is happening in April from the 1st to the 25th in Aries. Second retrograde is going to happen in Virgo and Leo. So again, it's, it's going to be one of those retrogrades that starts in one sign and then it is going to move back to the previous sign. That's happening August 5th until the 28th. And then the last and final Mercury retrograde of the year is happening in Sagittarius on November 25th, and it's going to end on December 15th. Now, do keep in mind that there is a pre and a post shadow period that lasts about two weeks each. So you're going to want to like add on two weeks at the beginning and the end of each retrograde status. This just means that like you may be feeling the effects of that Mercury retrograde in particular two weeks prior and two weeks after. Just want to extend that time, but do keep that in mind. Okay, so we also have Pluto that is going to be retrograde in Aquarius and Capricorn. We talked about this with Pluto and Aquarius, but I just want to remind you that it is happening. Um, so Pluto is, once again, going to be in Capricorn in her lifetime. Cool, cool. Again, it's just a time to revisit, reassess the themes that have come up for the last 20 years with Pluto being a Capricorn. That's going to occur May 2nd, and it's going to be a pretty long transit. It's going to last until October 11th, so just keep that in mind. We're also going to see Saturn retrograde in Pisces. It's going to start on June 29th, and it's going to last until November 15th. Again, these outer planets, they move incredibly slowly, so these transits, including the retrogrades, are going to be a bit longer than they would with more of the personal planets that move really, pretty fast. Like Mercury moves really fast in our solar system. So that's why those transits were a lot shorter versus these ones that involve the outer planets. They're going to take a lot longer to complete. Neptune's also going to retrograde in Pisces. There's going to be some overlap with that Saturn in Pisces retrograde. So like be prepared for that and like the Pisces house in your chart to just really be feeling this. 
Um, Neptune in Pisces, that retrograde is going to start on July 2nd. It's going to last until December 7th. Uranus is going to retrograde in Taurus. That's going to start on September 1st. And it's going to last until January 30th of 2025. So we're going to go into... 2025 with this transit still like lingering on it's gonna feel it's gonna kind of feel like dragging feet i'm not gonna lie but once we clear through it it's gonna be really exciting because then uranus is gonna meet is gonna meet jupiter in gemini again and that's gonna be really fun and then lastly there's gonna be um mars retrograde in leo and cancer starting december 6th we're also going to go into 2025 with this because this retrograde is going to last until february 23rd of 2025 so again just be prepared right just be prepared and so with everything we've talked about in this episode i want to just remind you again this overall theme of renewal especially in the spaces in your chart that hold carnal energy so Aries Cancer Libra and Capricorn are really going to take the charge in this energy to self-start to initiate to build on your leadership and with these transits as well they all offer new opportunities to either start a new idea or to revisit an existing idea with fresh eyes. So as these transits occur for you, how can you keep that in mind? How can you utilize that to grow and scale your business with the energy of the cosmos on your side? So I would love to hear from you. What are your thoughts with today's episode? What transits are you most excited for? And If you want to dig deeper into this and really want to know how these transits are going to affect you and your business, then I want to encourage you to work with me. All the information for that, as well as the show notes for this episode, are going to be available, you know, in the description of this episode. So make sure that you head there, click on the links, and get all of the information. This was such a fantastic episode. I'll see you in the next one. Bye.